Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Web Chatham Report, episode 60. doing episode 60 that's almost like a some sort of milestone right uh, i guess it's not like 100 but it's better than 50 we'll get there one day we'll get there one day uh anyway hey it's monday it's uh, president's day i think one of those holidays one of the good holidays that doesn't make people feel bad or left out or lonely like uh perhaps the holiday that happened you know a couple days previous I was just thinking about that, talking about that with my wife. A lot of holidays are designed for exclusion, but not, you know, MLK, President's Day. Ah, you know, I guess the presidents. (laughs) If you start thinking about them as individuals and the slaves they own and things, maybe they are kind of exclusionary. Uh, I don't actually, whatever, we'll move on. I was going to stop and look up which president this is about, but I don't think I care enough. Uh, weird day for a podcast. It's been like a week and three days uh, because a couple we, a couple podcasts back, I was like talking about how I'm going to Alaska and I'm going to, it was all going to work out perfectly that I would do podcasts the Saturday before I was going to Alaska. And then when I got back and then I was doing them and I realized that I was totally off on that calendar. And in fact, if I didn't do one right now, the podcast would be due when I was in Alaska. seems pretty unlikely that I'm going to do a podcast while I'm in Alaska. And then I'll get home and I'll, you know, it'll been three, four weeks since a podcast and be a giant pain. So I figured I'd just do a quick one and a little one in between here because it's a long weekend. And, you know, I'm in the middle of like a 12 days off from work right now because I took all next week off for this Alaska trip and we got this three day weekend. So yeah, I figured why not, you know? So how you doing? What's going on? Hold on a second. I got to adjust this mic. Okay, that's better. Yeah, let's see. Went to New York this week. Got back Thursday as per usual. But I was there three nights, actually, because I went early to go to a company dinner. That was super fun. We brought in, you know, our Brandon, who lives in California. We brought in the mythical Colin. This was very exciting. Colin is the illustrator for Time Hop. He does all those Abe illustrations, the dinosaur illustrations at the end of the day. Every day he makes one a day, plus a bunch of extras. He's amazing. He's been there since before I got there. And nobody that actually is currently employed at the company had ever met him in person. (laughs) He lives in Toronto. And uh, so we flew him down for the dinner, and it was amazing. He was really cool. It was a good time. And so, you know, we all had a company dinner in the private room there at the Dutch. Still pretty good food at the Dutch, by the way. Uh, And then we all hung out, went to Toad Hall. It was quite lovely. And then Tuesday night, I was was pretty hungover all day Tuesday. So Tuesday night, I took it easy. I had dinner with my friend Nikki, and I did not really drink. I had one hot toddy to kill off the hangover. Went back to the hotel, watched uh, the presidential primary, Democratic presidential primary in the state of New Hampshire. And, you know, that was a bit of a bummer for me. My candidate is not doing super well. But, you know, we will support whoever wins and do the right thing and all that. Uh, Wednesday, I had a work meeting. I saw my old friend Lee. I used to work with him at Tumblr. That was pretty cool. I caught him about his new job. And then I went and saw my friend Dougie Pfeffer, uh, which was really good. Went out to Brooklyn. Made it easy on him because he's still got his little newborn. So I tend to go to him now because I was very grateful for everybody that came to me when I had a newborn. 
and yeah, you know, we caught up. I was, I was solid and came home. I've been working again on my, my, my projects, <laughs> ripping Blu-rays that I buy at Walmart and UHD and then sell them on eBay after I rip them and uh, ripping my cassettes and posting them as a one mix a day on my Facebook and sometimes Instagram stories. I'm pretty lazy about the Instagram stories. Uh, that's been a really satisfying project. I've got, I've done about 60 tapes now. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I posted a three volume mixtape today from 1997. So that was, that was a good one. That was a good one. I, I gave, I bought myself a couple days in advance to get to Alaska. I'm ahead in ripping then of where I am in posting. So, you know, I've got a buffer for the Alaska trip. Uh, and then I, so then I dug out my, Hey, stop beeping me. Come on, man. It's like a day off. What are you doing over there? All right. Anyway, then I dug out this box of being dragging around for 25, 30 years. It's labeled four track masters. And I don't know, maybe four years ago, I resolved that I would go through this box now that digital recording is in pretty good shape. And my vision at the time was that I would buy a four track recorder and I would plug it into my audio interface, all four tracks and just export them into four tracks of logic audio. And then I could make mixes of them over time. Uh, I did not get around to it primarily because I got a job and I got busy and I had a baby, you know, how these things go, but you know, I'm in, I'm in the zone now and I'm like, whatever, man, I'm doing all these tapes. I'm going to, I'm going to bust out the four track. So I did buy a four track back then. I bought a Tascam 464, which is a much, much, much nicer version than what I used to have. I used to just have a Tascam Porta Studio 7. Uh, but it turns out, I don't know if I ever tested the thing when I bought it. It's probably three, four years ago. I've been like keeping this thing ready for this project and I got it out and I was like, it didn't work. <laughs> It was broken. And I don't remember if I tested it when I bought it or if it's always been broken or it's broken while just sitting around in my house for four years. So that was a bit of a bummer. So I sold that one on eBay for parts and that was just enough to pay for a refurbished, confirmed working and recording and playing Tascam Porta 7, which is the exact model I used to have because the 464s are much nicer. So a parts one on that is worth roughly a, a refurb Porta 07. So I just won that auction yesterday. It should be here soon. I'll go through the four tracks. But when I went through the four track box, it turned out there was like basically three cohorts of tapes, right? There were tapes that were labeled explicitly four track on them. And so I can't really play those yet because I don't have a four track. Four tracks record at different speeds and they use all four tracks. So you can play them in a regular cassette deck, but it sounds really slow and only has two tracks instead of all four. I did do that to one of them and it sounded awesome, by the way. I might actually turn that into a song. <laughs> I remember it. It's an unreleased demo I made like 25 years ago called Kill the Silence, but it sounds so good slowed down. So I might actually do that. But anyway, then the second cohort of tapes were just completely no label at all whatsoever. Nothing, just blank in every way. And then the third cohort had a label on it, but it didn't say it was a regular tape or four track tape. So I started with those and it turned out a good chunk of those were not actually four track tapes. They were tapes of music I had made, but they were mixed down tapes. So that was exciting. I found a Rockets rehearsal from March 29th, 2000, Rockets Burst in the Street Lance, my old band. Just finished ripping that today, exported individual tracks, pretty good, fast and slow versions of Echo Minor, pretty good version of Black, pretty good version of Kristoff, a middling version of Cassiero, decent version of the Cartographer, and uh, not so great version of Brown that gets cut off. And, you know, I, I, I futz with the EQ a little bit and tried to clean it up a little bit, but, you know, I, I, it's, it's a rehearsal tape from a boombox in our practice space, but still, it's a rehearsal I haven't heard in 20 exactly 20 years, so that is pretty exciting. Oh, wow, actually, it'll be 20 years next month, that's funny. Uh, but more excitingly, I found a 
song that I made with my friend Dave Benson in Alaska, probably around 1994. We made it on his Insonic ESQ-1, and it was an acapella techno song. So I did all the samples, and then Davey took the samples and sequenced and made a techno song called Fish Are Cool. Fish Are Cool. Literally, that's what it sounds like. It's pretty amazing. I thought about putting it on here for you guys. I don't know. I might put it on a SoundCloud or something. I don't know. It's pretty exciting. If you're very curious, you can you can email me. I'll, I'll send it to you. That was super thrilling. And then I found from another band, uh, sort of the predecessor to Rockets Burst on the Street Lamps with about, uh, well, I guess me, Annie, and Craig were in all three of them. Uh, actually, I don't know if, if Annie was in this one, but it was called Pig Monkey. Uh, I think Annie was in Pig Monkey. And Mike Anderson, who is now uh, Drekka, who is uh, on Dias Records, Gibby's label, out in California, also runs his own label called Blue Sanct, lives in Illinois. Uh, I'm sorry, Indiana. He lives in Bloomington, Indiana. And uh, anyway, he was my old roommate. We had this band we called Pig Monkey. And this was a Pig Monkey demo, except for it's just me on guitar. I think it was like me writing songs that were going to become Pig Monkey songs. One of them I recognize a lot. And it's a song that I've never fully perfectly recorded. And in fact, just made another version of like three months ago. But the other three were actually really good guitar songs. Like just sort of guitar riffs and chord progressions that I have no recollection of writing. They're clearly me. But uh, that was pretty exciting. So I got like five songs out of that, too, that I hadn't found. Um, so I've gone through the labeled ones and a lot of them were in fact four track tapes so I threw them in the four track box I'll deal with that when the task cam gets here and now I've got I'm looking at the stack there 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 I got about 12 tapes that are completely unlabeled could be four track could be audio don't know what's on them might be rehearsals it's very exciting it's very exciting so I got a little distracted I still have about 50, 60 mixtapes to go but I'm going to plow through the rest of this and uh, keep going on the mixtapes. I got a good backlog on mixtapes. So, you know, I've probably posted about 20. I probably got about 30 more mixed. Um, I'm close in the mixtapes to getting the part where, uh, in the posting now, I'm well beyond this in the, in the ripping of posting ones that are fully labeled and also mixtapes from friends that other people have made. So the musicals start diversifying a little bit. I've ripped about seven, uh, two from my friend, Catherine, two from my friend, Chris joy, two from my friend, Carrie, one from my sister, two from my friend, Annie, one from my friend, Heather. So I will start posting those as well. That is going to be very exciting. I'm, I'm really into it. This whole project is just so, so rewarding. And so then while I'm doing that, I'm also doing photo albums, uh, Making pretty good progress. I've done both of my childhood albums. One, it turned out to be my sister's album, and I texted her, and I was like, I sent her the PDF because I make PDFs of the entire albums. I was like, do you want this album? And she's like, yes, please. So I'm bringing that up tomorrow when I go to Alaska. It's in my suitcase. Second one was my childhood album. Then I got uh, no photos from junior high. Junior high is like a blank in my mind. It really drives me crazy. I can't believe it. Maybe my parents have them. I'll look when I get to their house, but I don't know. It's a real bummer. Uh, But then I got three high school photo albums. So I I got the first two done, which is freshman and sophomore year. And then our trip to France. And then a little bit of junior. The last of a photo album is really junior and senior year. And that one I'll do when I get back. Uh, but that's fun. You know, I file the photos away. I've got a ridiculously complex photo filing system. I feel pretty good about it. I'm really, really into it. I I peeked in the photo boxes. A lot of it, I think it's already scanned. I may move on to the memorabilia boxes before the photo boxes. I can't really decide. And then the last batch of stuff would be my letters. I have all my handwritten letters from college and high school. Uh, they're in storage, but I'm probably going to scan all those too, because I'm completely neurotic. 
but the idea is I scan it all and then I can just put it all in storage. So, A, I got a ton more space in my house. And B, Emma can just be like, that all that stuff there is scanned. And, you know, if I die, I'm talking about when I die, right? Cause my wife is younger than me and she's a woman and women live longer. Also, she didn't have like 20 years of hard drinking. Like I do. She never smoked. Like I did. I think it's safe to say, barring any accidents, my wife is going to live a lot longer than me. So a lot of the motivation here is like, I need to start making it easy for her to get rid of this stuff. Right. So it'll just be all in a section. It'll be like, this is all ripped. If Jane's an adult and she wants any of it, you can give it to her. You know, like you can save some stuff you might want. That's more related to you. Like the Emma box and the boxes from the houses since we've lived together and the Jane box, but you can, you know, you can do whatever you want. The rest of this stuff. You can give it to the people, you can throw it away, because as long as you keep paying the Dropbox bill and the QNAP doesn't die, you've got it all digitally if you ever need it. I don't know. I mean, she doesn't. <laughs> she repeatedly reminds me that she doesn't. But it's part of my process of letting go. You know what I mean? It's it's part of my process of letting go. Yeah, and then I also, finally, I, I have a USB turntable, and it, but it's across the room. It's where, you know, I play my records, and you know, like I said before, I'm making these mixtapes. Some of them I had to recompile, and I to like go to my vinyl station because it's a whole giant pain came across one yesterday this band called buddha on the moon that i really liked and the songs are awesome including a cover of hundred thousand fireflies by the magnetic fields and it's really great and i would tell you to go listen to it on the internet except for it doesn't exist on the internet anywhere uh the 10 inch single that it's on the transcendence ep is listed in discogs and buddha on the moon actually has a very very robust band campaign. a lot of these bands kind of like i think i'm about to do with some of my old stuff have decent band camp pages of all their old material but they weirdly and they have like 20 releases up there and but the one release that they ever did that they don't have up there is this 10 inch ep it's really weird uh maybe the magnetic field yelled at him about the cover i don't know so i ripped it on my vinyl i i, I from the vinyl i got an old laptop and i put it next to the vinyl i plugged the usb and i you know reinstalled the clean os of catalina on it downloaded garage man got it all hooked up got a good eq curve for vinyl and it's just a dedicated vinyl recording machine now and so, because before I was logging it across the room and replugging it in and hooking it up to the system, and it's just like a big pain. It wasn't worth it. I already have two audio inputs going into this Mac and it's doing USB audio. Just, yeah, it's not worth it. So I just save them over there and then I file transfer them to my main computer and I put them into the whole archive. It is very, 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 very satisfying. Yeah. So that's all I've been, mainly what I've been doing. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, getting ready for this trip. That's a whole thing. I haven't taken a trip anywhere but New York in ages, and I haven't been to Alaska in a while. I have lucked out. It was 30 below at night yesterday or the day before. It's just poked up over zero this week. So let's check the weather right now. Do, do, do. Fairbanks. Uh, yeah, we're in good shape. It'll be 12 below tonight, but tomorrow 16 above at night. And then it gets cold again below zero right around when I'm leaving. So I am there at a, uh, from, it looks like the coldest will get is about 10 and the warmest will be about 26. So, you know, I mean, that could change. It's supposed to be 12 below tonight, but I'm going to miss the real cold. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little disappointed. Every time I go up there in the winter for the last three times, it's been above zero. And I've got this amazing parka and I'm going to bring it. And, I, you know, I got one of those vacuum pack bags and I've made, I shrunk this giant parka down so it fits up in like a third of a roll on suitcase. And, you know, I got gloves and hats and I'm ready. And now it's not even going to be that cold. And I'm kind of annoyed. I wish it was because I want to remember what it was like growing up there when it was 30, 40 below. And I missed it by like three days this time, you know, 
And like this trip for me is all about nostalgia. I've only gotten in touch with like two people and they're both like people I've known for over 30 years. One guy's like my best friend from high school. <laughs> I mean, you know, I see my sister, I'll see my parents. It's really a family trip and you know, it's Fairbanks, it's small people like you, you tend to run into people, but, uh, you know, the cold, I was really looking forward to it. And I guess I just, uh, dodged a bullet or dodged a blessing. I don't know. It depends on how you look at it. Yeah, anyway, let's see. Music. <laughs> There's really no music. I sold two Gloria Record records. The Gloria Record is a fantastic band spin off of Mineral. I don't know if you know those guys. Kind of some emo indie darlings. And Gloria Record's even better. I, just, I love them so much. But now all my Gloria Record CDs have sold. I have been buying them on vinyl where possible. But, uh, you know, they're all ripped. I still have all the Gloria Record. But uh, the CDs are gone. A little sad about that. I got no vinyl, but my monthly Vinyl Me Please record did come in, and it was the LP record. I think I've mentioned this before. I listened to it when it got re-released a little while ago. I can't remember what it's called. It's like Mellow When I'm Dead, except for that's not it, because that's the Weird Al record. But I haven't even listened to it. All I've been listening to is my old mixtapes, and it's awesome, and I'm so happy, and that's just all I'm ever going to listen to. <laughs> Ah, television, watching primaries, watching New Hampshire primary. It was a little bit more satisfying than the Iowa caucus from a, uh, let's say functionality point of view. Uh, good for Bernie. I don't mind Bernie so much. I like his politics. Don't really like him as a person, but I'm not going to let that stop me voting for good politics. But you know, I mean, whatever, nice center left guy. People talking about him being really progressive kind of drives me crazy. There are no progressive candidates in the United States, but oh wait, never mind. We don't talk about politics on here. Uh, Emma and I watched the Witcher which was really weird, but good, but short, but compelling, but actually went nowhere and kind of confusing and weirdly edited and paced, but and kind of overwrought music, but something about it was quite fun. I think if it was like a 20 episode season, I probably would have lost it, but it was only six episodes. So I, I enjoyed it now in two years or whatever, <laughs> when season two comes out, cause seasons are now three years apart or something. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens next. Not curious enough to read the books, unlike The Expanse, where I really want to read the books. So I guess it's right in that sweet spot. Uh, in one brain, out the other. Now we're watching Cheer. We will finish that tonight. Uh, it's it's fascinating and terrifying and, and weird. And I mean, I already was aware of the world of competitive cheer. Thanks to Bring It On. Um, uh, but man, yeah, it's awkward. It's really awkward. There's a woman, there's a student on there, a student on there that didn't know what different musical instruments sound like. How is that possible? That's really fascinating. But then, you know, they go into their backstories and I'm like, oh, well, that was a totally fucked up childhood. So I guess I can't really blame her. A lot of troubled homes, a lot of troubled homes. And then that makes you really sympathetic to it. It's like, oh yeah, that's like kind of like drill camps, right? Like they needed this discipline. They needed this, this outlet. They needed this camaraderie. And that makes it very hard to dislike it when you're thinking about it that way. So, you know very well made. Uh, I'm not done yet. So I don't know if they win. I don't know what happens at the end. I'll be done tomorrow. And, uh, by the time we talk about it again, I probably won't even remember because I'll have gone to Alaska. And then we started the last season of Bojack Horseman, but we only watched one of them. We have not been watching a lot of TV and yeah. I'm okay with that. We did go to a movie. We didn't go do a Valentine's Day thing, but on Saturday, the day after Valentine's Day, we went and saw Birds of Prey or the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn because I just go see all stupid superhero movies and 
this is interesting. I was thinking about this and then like, you know, Emma wants to go because she wants to support women. Margot Ruby is of course awesome. She was great in bombshell. And, uh, Oh yeah. The Oscars. I watched the Oscars too. We'll talk about that after this, but you know, it was, uh, it was fine. It was, it was some snazzy art direction that probably won't age well, but was pretty cool. And I liked the nonlinear storytelling and, uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead was really, really good. And a lot of the other supporting cast was pretty good. And Ewan McGregor was amazing because he was completely invisible in the role. And I did not, you know, it's funny. One point, his voice sounded like Ewan McGregor. And I was like, that guy does an amazing Ewan McGregor impression in his voice, but I don't know who he is. I can remember to look it up. And it was actually Ewan McGregor. <laughs> he just doesn't look like himself. It was really impressive. Um, but, you know, it's better than Suicide Squad, which, of course, isn't saying much. And But it's substantially better. I mean, it's, it's a tolerable film. Whereas Suicide Squad was just god-awful. And what else was I going to say? Oh yeah. So I don't, you know, I think like for me, it was just sort of evidence. I'm not really that sexist. We were, I was going to go last weekend by myself. I think I mentioned in the podcast. And then after that, I was, I mentioned to demo. She's like, I want to go. Let's go next weekend. So we called her babysitter who is seven months pregnant. It's hilarious, but she's still at it. She's still babysitting. And, uh, so we went and I'm like, yeah, I don't, you know, it's funny. Like, I don't really care if it's a male or a female lead in a movie. <laughs> Maybe I'm not sexist. I mean, you know, everybody's sexist. Right. But uh, I was like, ah, I don't know. Anyway, my point is birds of prey wasn't doing very well. It's not doing very well. And it's, it's, it, it was the number one movie, but just barely grossed 33 million. It's first week and it is you know it's not amazing but it should have grossed more than that if it was a dude it definitely would have grossed more than that a lot of the audience i think is sexist that's what i'm getting at it's kind of a bummer and so i always just go to him you know got to support uh the woman-led action films especially right like atomic bond things like that gotta go anyway uh the oscars uh first year in a long time i had seen all the best picture picks before the nominations last year i was very close but i hadn't seen green book so i went and saw it that week i have seen all the best picture nominations before the oscars have aired many many times but it was the first time in a long time i'd seen them all before they were even nominated and um you know, I like Parasite a lot. I guess I don't like it as much as everybody else. I thought it was a good movie. I did not think it was the best movie of the year. It's probably the second best movie of the year. Uh, I think Uncut Gems was robbed. It was a profoundly more interesting movie to me and made me uncomfortable in a way a film hasn't done in the movie theater in 20 years. I mean, I just haven't seen anything like it. It was really amazing. Um, Parasite probably deserved to win the rest, I guess. Uh, everything else, like, you know, I, they're good. I think Bombshell uh, was better than it deserved. Hence, you know, repeat the sexism thing. People didn't really like it because they're they're sexist. Because um, it was it was good. It was as good as some of the other nominees. I'm not gonna lie about that. And especially in the acting categories, and, and you know, it didn't do that well. And uh, yeah, it was fine. Uh, the Oscars were fine. Um, do I have anything else to say about the Oscars? Not really. Not really. Yeah, I mean, Parasite, yeah, I mean, it was just sort of like, I enjoyed it, it was beautifully art-directed, the house was amazing, I think, I, you know, it went off the rails, and when I say that to people, they, they're like, well, yeah, that's the whole point, I'm like, no, 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 it didn't go off the rails when it went off the rails, it went off the rails in a good way, but then later, it just sort of falls apart, like, by the end, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, it, it, it went on like 15 minutes too long, I think, you could cut it off around the flood, and it might be perfect. Anyway, it's still very good, and it's kind of awesome it won. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's great that a foreign language film finally won Best Picture. Uh, but then when you think that way, you're like, really? That's the foreign language film that finally won Best Picture? Not like, I don't know, Kieslowski's Red or Cold War or something, whatever. But uh, good for it, man. Also, you know, I mean, Snowpiercer, Okja, that guy's been making great films forever. Like, why this one? Uh, 
like Snowpiercer was ever going to win Best Picture. <laughs> anyway, books. Uh, I read a book this last eight days called Every Anxious Wave by Mo Davio. My friend Annie recommended it because it's about an indie rock dude who goes time traveling and his favorite nightclubs or favorite live venues are TT the Bears, which I used to live next door to and have probably played at 40 times, and Cat's Cradle, which I now live within 10 minutes of and go to all the time. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of our favorite bands in it. The whole point was the guy invented a time machine and he would only use it to go see rock shows like bands like galaxy 500 and bands that mostly I, I love as well. And, uh, that was all fun. And I do love a good time. It's been a while since I read a pop culture book with music that I like in it kind of like back in the day with Irvine Welsh, you know, I haven't done that in a while. And, uh, that, that kind of made me a little nostalgic and I really like that. And, you know, it's a second fiction book in a row I read after William Gibson's agency and also, you know what, in the end, it did a fantastic, unique, inner, interesting job with time travel physics that most books don't take, don't approach time travel that way. And I really enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, it was fun. Definitely worth reading. I, I posted a, when I was on page four, I posted a tweet about the guy saying his favorite venues are TT the bears and in cat's cradle. And I was like, this is relevant to my interest. And like four people were like, I want to read that too. So Annie recommended it to me and now like three or four people, more people are reading it. So good job, Annie. Uh, maybe Mo Davio can send you a commission. No, wait. Yes. Yes. That's what I mean. Uh, and now I am reading The Possibility of an Island by Michel Hulebuck, which I have mentioned on here is a book that I wanted to read this year. Uh, and, but I'm literally like one sentence into it because the last few days we went to that movie. And then last night we st were trying to finish Cheer before I leave. So we, we watched two episodes of TV and I just didn't feel like reading. So I just went to sleep. So I will hopefully finish that on the trip. That's kind of my goal. And I'll tell you guys about it when I get back. Uh, work, basically just told you all about that dinner. That was pretty exciting. I was up there for work for three days. We had a board meeting. It went pretty well. That's nice. Uh, they always stress me out, but that went really well. And yeah, everything's going good. I feel good about it. Work is a good time. Revenue is a little chaotic on the time hop side, but it's in a decent place now. Q1 is always really stressful. And then when you put like CCPA on top of it, gets a little scary, but that is all working. Uh, and then projects, I mean, that's it diet, you know, I'm like flat because I went to New York for three nights and I gained a bunch and I've lost it all. So I'm flat from where it's, and also it hasn't been two weeks since I talked to you last. So yeah, now I got to go to Alaska. I did, you know, I booked a hotel with a kitchen and I, I I'm, I'm not going to drink that much and I'm going to try and be healthy. So I'm hoping I don't gain too much in Alaska. And then from then on, I'm going to just be solid when I get back. So, you know, slow and steady for the year. I mean, if I'm, you know, you lose, uh, one, one to two pounds a week is the goal. And if I do that the whole year, I'm fine. I hit my goal. So, and I have more than done that for the first six, seven weeks of the year. So we're in good shape. We're in good shape. Well, that's it. I just want to do a short little check-in before I go to Alaska because I wanted to wax on about my crazy archiving projects. And once I go up there, I'll forget about that. So, you know, just a quick check-in. I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're enjoying your three-day holiday. And I will talk to you guys when I get back. Wish me luck.
fish are cool. Cool. Round, 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 round. 